Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Rolling right along in a lovely, positive Friday. How are you? It's the Gregor Show, Sports 1440, Oilers Nation YouTube. As we say hello to you, hope you're having an awesome day. Thanks, as always, for taking time out of your day to uh, join us. We uh, very much appreciate it. And uh, all of you that we get texts all the time from those who... Support our sponsors because, as you all know, we have uh, local sponsors, then we have local sports radio. That's kind of how it works. And then we have local listeners. You all kind of combine, and it uh, makes up a, a really nice sports soup, shall we say, or maybe a stew, however you uh, want to look at it. Throw in uh, uh, like a mixed bag, right? Mulligatani, maybe. We'll see. All we know, it's the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where... You got lots of opportunities. The uh, boost bets, those are lots of fun. Have a little fun with those. Maybe you just want to play a uh, live casino. That's your thing. Or you're not even sure. Well, guess what? Use the promo code SPORTS50 and you'll get a free $50 bet to try it out at playalberta.ca where all of the revenue stays right here in our lovely province, our snowless province of Alberta. Well, at least in most of the parts right now anyway. How are you doing? Uh, you know how I'm doing awesome because it's positive Friday, number one. And man, we are, we're having a great day for the pyramid of giving. Uh, Mark has, uh, come in at a hundred bucks. Also, uh, Jesse is in at a hundred. We have, uh, Steven from, uh, Barhead. Had a hello, Barhead. I was out there for a tournament. Great little town. Had a lot of fun. Uh, I love it. Uh, as well, we had uh, T-Bone in at uh, 200, so uh, we are inching closer. So we are now down to three people to donate $200 and five to donate 100 And we fill out the pyramid. That gets us to 7500 Now, of course, we can always go over. Don't worry. I'd love to. But we have to get at least 7500 If we do, then GS Construction, uh, we want to force them to pay as much as they can because it's for charity. And really, I'd rather give them a bigger invoice. It's just how it goes. 7500 all for the holiday hamper. Um, Taran and them uh, emailed in in the first hour of the show uh, saying that uh, they've really enjoyed what we do on the uh, show over the years and month of giving, and uh, they are, have had a good year and want to give back. So uh, they wanted to uh, basically double. So if, if you make a $100 donation right now, it's like you're making a $200 donation because they're going to match it. So uh, there you go. 833-401-1440. That is the, uh, that's the number. Text in your name and one or $200. Now, we'd love a $500. We got rid of, we, we needed four 500s and two 1,000s to build the pyramid. We got those in the first hour. It's an amazing day today. It's never happened that we filled the top of the pyramid first. I love, and we still might fill the 200s before the 100s, which would go down first time in the 13 year history 
at the 100. So everybody's generous. I like it. We'll take it. But uh, we need at least 200s and uh, 100s. So text them in right now, 833-401-1440. As uh, we welcome to the program our regular uh, Friday co-host from uh, Oilers Nation, uh, Wanye Gretz, who uh, probably like uh, many Oilers fans right now, uh, giddy with excitement. It's like Santa Claus came early on December 1st and he gave uh, uh, all the uh, Oilers fans a four-game winning streak to enjoy their five-day break. A little easier to raise money with a little bit of a winning streak behind us, isn't it? I do think it helps some people's mindset a little bit. Although, you know what? It was funny. We had people texting last week. Gregor, are you doing month of giving again? Because we really want to be involved. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like so many people, they look forward to it, which makes me look forward to it even more. Uh, it's, it's a lot of work organizing everything and arranging everything like that. But it's uh, definitely worth it when you can help so many different people and different outlets around. And go to JasonGregor.com if you want to see the packages we have up for bid. Because if you're a new listener, on uh, Monday to Thursdays, we do auctions. And uh, and these are for, like, really good things that you need. We have a golf membership this year, no limitations on it, which is amazing. Um, we have a brand-new high-efficiency furnace or an AC unit from Legacy, if you like. And we have a few new ones that I'm going to unveil in the coming weeks that people are going to be like, what? So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. So that is um, that is nice. It's very nice. So uh, order game last night. Um, order fans might have been a little nervous as the clock was ticking down in the third period, but hey, they got a break. Sometimes you got to, you know, good to be lucky, lucky to be good. Uh, nurse, nice shot through a screen. Hellebuck would tell you he should save that you know, 100 times out of 100, but this one, it went in. They're playing good. I mean, four wins in a row. The numbers don't lie, do they, Gregor? No, and last night's victory, I thought, was like just a really mature game. Like the orders, even at like a... Not, well, maybe not all 10 games because uh, there was a few mistakes. Like, well, the Carolina game was a disaster. But, um, you know, they've they've reduced significantly, I will say, their glaring errors. And their high-risk maneuvers haven't seen nearly as many of them. Two weeks ago, Spectre was putting ice in my veins. I was so scared how he was talking about the team. It was Fearful Friday. Two weeks later, now the fear for you shoe is on the other foot, isn't it, Spectre? I can't wait to talk to him today. Yeah, well, you know what? The uh, the orders, the thing was they were deserving of the record earlier in the season. That was It wasn't like they were playing all these great games and losing. There were a few games they played well, and you probably say, man, like the Winnipeg game, you know, Stuart Skinner, that play with the result in the second goal probably isn't going to happen again all year long, right? So there was a few games like that for sure, but there were some other games where they were just, ooh, terrible and this like I thought like they beat up on some other teams but beating Vegas and beating Winnipeg like two playoff teams I thought they really controlled the game against Vegas for the most part right there was a little bit of an unlucky break that gave Vegas life but then last night you know Stuart Skinner only allows one goal and really at the end of it you can say that Stuart Skinner went save for save with Hellebuck and Hellebuck was the one who kind of blinked first because that nurse goal is one that you would want your goalie to save. 100%. And I think that Skinner, he looks like he's a man with some confidence again. For a long time, that seemed to be what was lacking, right? Every time a puck went in, they were looking skyward and fishing it out of the net. And now they seem to have a little bit more uh, toughness to them, Gregor. A little bit more bounce back, if you will. Hey, Gregor, you should tell all your listeners that now the uh, government of Alberta increased the rate to 60%. So uh, plus the Fed credit of 15. If you make a $200 donation, you'll get $150 back for a first-time donor this year. 
Well, there you go. That's from uh, Government Listener. Yeah, no kidding. I like it. No, no, no. That's his handle, Government Listener. Nice. The government's yeah. listening right now? Oh, probably. Okay. Hello, Governor. Yeah. Did you pay your taxes, Wanya? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. It's very good. So uh, it's good to know. Uh, Greg and Adam are in with uh, $100. Roger comes in at uh, 200 All right, Daniel, long-time listener, first-time donator. In at 100 attaboy. So uh, there, we're inching closer. Uh, I love it. Love it. So, um, Connor McDavid. Now I know when you're on the Hollywood, uh, um, they, you know, they have their walk, people pay for their stars. And I was reading up on it. And I think it's kind of similar, uh, in Canada. Like you obviously, you have to have the pedigree to get, it's not like, you know, Joe on the street can walk in and say, Hey, can I be on the Canadian uh, Walk of Fame? I'm going to pay for my star. But who approaches who? Does Connor approach the walk or does the walk approach Connor? I think the walk approaches people. Because I think in LA, a lot of times it's the stars PR people approach the walk of fame. Right. But they, they say, st- You're like, not ready yet. Yeah, they're right. So, I, and it might be both. Like, I still like, you know what? Because uh, people are like Connor's on there, then Sidney Crosby isn't. Well, I, I have no idea why, other than maybe Sidney Crosby. Didn't want to do it yet, or I have no idea. But, um, you know, he'll eventually be there. We have some people thinking that because, like, the orders knew this was coming, so that's why you have this break. And people are wondering, the schedule maker, so this was something in the summer. That's why this break occurred, so he could attend it in person. Some people think this is a negative. I'm not really sure why. He's the best player on your team. Do you think the orders are going anywhere without McDavid? I don't think so. So I don't really see it a big deal. that You know, they get a little bit of an extra rest at this time of year. I don't see it being a major problem. What the do you? Connor star break. It's like the all star break, but it's just Connor getting his star break. True. I can't see Connor asking for additional publicity. They must have approached his people. I can't see Connor waking up and being like, you know what I need to do? I need a five day break so I can go out and get my name on a sidewalk. Well, the five day, no, it was more so just giving up a Saturday game. Right, that's what it that's what it amounted to. From from what I was under, my understanding was, you know, they look at that because lot, there's lots of other teams that get three days between games all the time, right? It just so happened that uh, how this one worked, and so then the orders will play, you know, and now they'll have they'll have a little bit of a condensed schedule for a week or two at the end, right? An extra game or two. Really, that's the difference because in five days, you know, two day two games probably, right? If you look at all the teams like that, they're chasing Arizona plays twice. Calgary plays twice before the Oilers play again. Um, St. Louis plays twice before the Oilers play again. Nashville's the only team uh, that plays three times. So um, I, I don't really see it being a big deal. Um, I'm not one who thinks that the five days off will lead to rust either. Did you get to the bottom of why so many people are being inducted into the Canadian Walk of Fame? It's like they're adding 12 miles to the sidewalk. Well, I looked at that. and COVID had, there wasn't, there was a stretch where there wasn't as many people going in. Right, but yeah, th- this year it's like lots of like McDavid's the only one in the sports and athletic category. Why, well, and the only people other than Avril Lavigne under like seventy, like he's getting inducted with like the best of the eighties and seventies hard rock groups. Well, there is a few of them. Yeah, Prism's going in. Um, the Glass Tiger. Yeah, there's quite a few. Now there are a few other. Um, well, the the one guy. What's oh, I wrote it down. I don't remember all their all their names. But the one rap guy who's younger, Cardinal Fischel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, he's not that old. Like. Remember when Connor took the photo with Machine Gun Kelly at the All-Star break? Remember that in the dressing room? I do not. 
So Machine Gun Kelly is a quasi-famous rapper, and he's in the all-star locker room, and Connor takes a photo with him, like your school principal getting a photo with an alien. Like, they had, I don't think Connor knew who Machine Gun Kelly was. Machine Gun Kelly did not know who Connor McDavid was. <laughs> but I can't wait till he takes photos with, like, Journey and Prism and stuff. And they're all like, we did it. We made the Walk of Fame. And he's there, like, who are these people? Well, when I talked to him, we, we kind of had a chuckle about it. And he goes, like, obviously, he grew up listening to Avril Lavigne. So he's quite excited to get to meet her. Right? And uh, I said, well, so, you know, some of the other bands are maybe more your parents will know who they are. And we kind of chuckled about that. But, you know, he says, you're always interested when you get to sit down at some of those events. Uh, I think at, at times he likes to talk to people who, you know, he can ask more about them than about himself. So he was actually quite excited um, to get to go to it. Right. And, um, you know, obviously McDavid was like he didn't want it to come across like, hey, he had asked for this time off. And that was because you know, McDavid is he's definitely a team guy. I don't ever debate that. But um It'll be an interesting, I don't know, and I was looking, I can't, I don't think there's like a, it's just not like a televised ceremony that I see. Maybe it'll be on the web, but I haven't seen anywhere that's televised. It'll be on Entertainment Tonight Canada. Yes, that's where it'd be. Yeah, good call. Yeah. So, yeah, they'll probably do some interviews. Like, McDavid's a pretty big draw, no question. It's an interesting time, too, platinum, for Oilers fans. Platinum blonde. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to witness Connor McDavid receive the accolades for the career he's having. Mm-hmm. And the victory lap we're going to watch with all of the ceremonial nights and things down the road. This is one of the first times I can think of him getting an award other than when he goes to the NHL awards and cleans up. Right? So we're with you, Connor. We're with you. Where, where is the Walk of Fame? It's, uh, on, uh, it's, it's like an L shape on King Street in Simcoe. And I don't, the only reason is because I did the research to write the article. I didn't know where it was before either. It's in Toronto. Downtown Toronto. Yes. Yeah. Which makes sense. So it's the biggest city in the country. I understand why it'd be. Go there. get your star in Toronto, Connor, and then don't ever go back to Car- but, Toronto. But Connor. he probably gets to go home and maybe has like a you know home cooked meal with mom and dad. It's always beneficial. Do you think now, Mister McDavid's proud of his son? <laughs> At long last, yeah. is he finally I, I, like I, you know, I Connor? He, I think he might be beforehand, but you could you could be right. Maybe he's being like, well, is, is that you know when you win, talk to me, son. When he goes to the NHL awards and wins everything, including a Vezina. And now Mr. McDavid's finally, finally proud of his son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 418, Sports 1440. Take a quick break. Oh, we'll come back. We have Craig Button, uh, Mark Spector. Uh, lots of texts coming in. Hey, guys, it's sure nice and a positive Friday to be thinking about the Oilers in the playoffs. I have to admit, two weeks ago, I thought the season was ruined. Mm-hmm. I'm back on the bandwagon from Douglas. Yeah, there was a lot of people really frustrated, I think, because... They were like, hey, my team's finally good. Like, we're really good. And then <laughs> they soiled the sheets to start the season. Like, and, and not just a little bit nugget. It was just like a blowout. It was not good, right? Any parent can, t- they know what a blowout is, right? You know, your son or daughter, they're in the back seat in the car seat. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, what is happening? It's the worst. That's basically how the season started for the Edmonton owners. And guess what? As any parent can tell you, you don't just get to clean up a blowout instantly. It can take a little bit longer than normal. And that's what's going to happen for the orders to get officially back in a playoff spot, especially when the Arizona Coyotes just keep winning. They've won three in a row. We'll see how long it lasts for the Coyotes. But, uh, hey, at least they're competitive for their uh, for their 6,000 fans or whatever or many sit in that stadium. We'll come back on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back. It is The Gregor Show. Alongside uh, Wanya Gretz, Connor Halley. Uh, with you. Hey, guys, uh, what happens if there's a shutout at the teddy bear toss tonight from Sawbones? Well, then they uh, will throw them at the end of the game, but uh, there's not going to be a shutout. I'll tell you that right now. The uh, 
Uh, I know there has been. I think cons didn't you? The, didn't you go the first time and it was a shutout? First time I went was a shutout. Yes, it was. Uh, but then you threw them at the end. It of the wasn't game. the most fun. But yeah, as soon as the clocks hit zero, everyone just whipped them down there. So it was still great. But yeah, it wasn't the most. Uh, I don't know. It, it's not what you want. I don't think that's going to happen this year or tonight. I should say. No, no, no. They're uh, they're going to find a way to score a goal for sure. So uh, before we get to uh, Craig Button, uh, big shout out to. Uh, uh, Daniel and uh, Greg in for uh, 100. Roger came in at uh, $200. Uh, also, a uh, big shout out to uh, Adam and uh, everybody at uh, Alberta Tutoring. Making us smarter. Nice. I like it. Uh, he's in for uh, 100. So, man, we are. I want to try to be for sure at our. Well, we can always do more. Maybe we'll have a power hour. But uh, what we need before the top of the hour. Is we need two people at two hundred dollars and four people at one hundred. We'll fill out the pyramid, and then GS Construction has to match it at seventy five hundred. So that will get us to fifteen thousand dollars. Do the math, folks. That's five grand an hour. That's pretty good. Pretty good day. So you want to help us out? Eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. You can text or call that number. Connor can answer it. Or you just text us with your name and either 100 or 200, or you can go higher, but we're just looking minimums 100 in the uh, pyramid of giving. So 100 or 200 donations. We've already had our 500 and 1000s. They're already filled out, which is on outstanding. So let's rock and roll, rock and roll before five o'clock. Six people, four of you at 100, two of you at 200. Let's do it. Now, let's also get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by the Spruce Grove Saints. Go to sprucegrovesaints.ca. Uh, they are on the road uh, this weekend, but they also uh, made a big trade uh, recently, earlier this week, uh, announcing a five-player deal as a Daniel North, the Ford, and 20-year-old defenseman Tristan Bowman uh, are coming to St. Albert in exchange for Hunter Bill and defenseman Michael McKinchy and uh, William Turward. So uh, get adding a little veteran experience up front and on the back end for the Spruce Grove Saints. You can get your tickets, sprucegrovesaints.ca. Uh, they will be home next weekend as we uh, welcome into the show Craig Button from TSN, former NHL uh, scout and uh, GM, now ace analyst, scout for TSN. And uh, Craig, I guess, give me your thoughts on the uh, the, the door off trade of Calgary and Vancouver. Um, you know, taking all that money without retaining anything, is that why it was only a third and a fifth, or do you think he's only worth a third and a fifth? Well, I mean, I, I think a couple of things. I mean, I think that uh, Craig Conroy made it pretty clear to anybody that was interested in Zadorov that they weren't going to retain salary in Calgary. So, you know, the whiners all say, oh, yeah, we were making a legitimate offer, but they wouldn't take on salary. Well, what Patrick Alvin did is he cleared salary so he could get Zadorov, which makes his team way better. And, you know, I, I mean, I think Craig Conroy – I mean, I, I thought that the price might have been a little bit higher in, in, in return for Zadorov. But, I mean, maybe Craig Conroy is looking at it and going, he doesn't want to be here. We need to move him along, and that's what we need to do. But I think Patrick Alvina and the Vancouver Canucks deserve a tremendous amount of credit with respect to, uh, you know, making a deal happen and, and adding a player that I think is – uh, a, a player that will absolutely help them in so many different ways. And, you know, a team that started out really strong in Vancouver just got stronger. And, I, 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 you know, people say, you know, but it, it, it's amazing how, how many times, Jason, 
I hear how hard it is to make trades in the NHL. It's so hard. And you know what? We we need a Calgary to take back some money. We can't make a trade. And ah, I can't believe it. We made a really good offer. You know what? Stop your whining. Either make the deal or go make another deal. Oh, well, you know, it's interesting. It's kind of like the trickle-down effect from Corey Perry, because if Corey Perry's still there, maybe they don't acquire Beauvillier in Chicago, right, uh, and, and take all the cap space, because that allowed them then to move Zadorov. So they, they saw something that changed the landscape quickly, and they pounced on it, and, you know, they made it work. Good for them. Um, what do you make of, you know, the whole Corey Perry situation at this point, Craig? Let me say one thing. The Chicago Blackhawks could have taken Beauvillier even with Perry. Chicago Blackhawks aren't capped out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. But then they probably, to do it then, they might have gotten more back, you know what I mean? Like, Taylor Hall's gone, Perry's gone. They're like, we need somebody here to try to help out Bedard is what I'm guessing they're thinking. Well, well, that, well I, think, I think the big thing, like, you know, obviously they knew what was happening and, and with respect to, uh, uh, with Corey Perry. But, but, but at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're trying to support a, a, younger, a younger group of players. You don't want to kind of throw them to the wolves, so to speak. So I think that that does become important. But, you know, again, Patrick Alvin is the one that went and made, made stuff happen. Yes. Just give him credit. Oh, I give him a lot of credit. Well, there's been four. Oh, I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. But, like, all I hear out of Toronto is, oh, Toronto made a legitimate offer. What's a legitimate offer? You came short. That means your offer was no good. <laughs> and here's the thing, though, Craig. I think Toronto needs a right defenseman way more than they need a left defenseman. You know what they need? They need three defensemen. <laughs> well, I, I gonna... don't care if it's a left or a right <laughs> or somebody that shoots both ways. Yeah. They could use the door off. <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably fair for sure. And, um, you know, now I wonder, is there anything that the former GM in Calgary is like, well, we'll offer you this, but we don't offer you more. Maybe he has some insight. I have no idea. I'm always curious about that when someone had the player for a while, if they take that into consideration. Well, I mean, you, you you have information on the player because you've been around them, and certainly you, you, you think about uh, you know that knowledge and how you apply it to, to try to uh, make a deal for your team. I mean, certainly having more information as opposed to having less information is always a better scenario to be in, but... I don't think there was any question that Zadorov was upset. I don't think Toronto Toronto didn't get Zadorov for one simple reason, well, two simple reasons. They, they have they, they have a cap mess, and they didn't make stuff happen. Craig Button joins us. On... And, and, and wait, wait, there's yep. three reasons. Okay. And, and the four guys they signed in the summer, oh, boy, what a mess that is. A quartet of messy contracts. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, no, that, there's no doubt about that. Um, Craig, what what do you think the chances are? You look at the Edmonton, like trading Jack Campbell. I've said it all along. Like, people, oh, trade Jack Campbell. I'm like, no, no, no team is taking Jack Campbell for seventeen million dollars owed in actual money. Actual money owed is seventeen mil. He's currently in the American League, and you think you're like one first rounder? There's no chance. You probably have to give up two and something else. Just even consider it. So they're trying to get him to find his game. He has been better. It's the American League, of course, but. What's a realistic expectation to think of Jack Campbell when he comes back to Edmonton? I, I, I think you're right, Jason. I, 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 what I should say, I, I, I believe you're. Uh, I'm on the same thinking as you are. You know, first of all, his game was was nowhere near what it needed to be in Edmonton. So we need to move him along. We need to help him 
find a way to get his game back. Well, that was in the American Hockey League. I think if you're the Edmonton Oilers, knowing that there's no, no, nobody out there that's going to be pursuing him with, with any idea of, of, of anything less than a straight robbery of what you're going to get somebody to, to, to what you're going to give somebody to take him. So help him find his game. Help him find a level of confidence where you can feel that calling him back up now steadies your goaltending. And I think that's, that's your best hope right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Recent days, recent games have, have, have been positive for Jack. So, you know, keep, keep tracking in that, in that direction, keep trending in that direction. And then, you know, I, I, I don't think, in my view, I don't think there's any question that he's a better NHL goaltender than Calvin Pickard. Agreed. But you, you got to go, he's got to find his game before you make that swap out again. Speaking of goalies, Montembeau signed a three-year extension. What do you make of that, Craig? Well, I, I think there's real good uh, value in, in Samuel. You know, Samuel was picked up on waivers. He, he came in. He's provided really good, solid goaltending for the Montreal Canadiens. And, you know, they don't have any goaltender that's ready to assume uh, the, the role of, of, of a go-to goaltender. And, you know, Caden Primo's young. They put a lot of time into him, but he's not ready for that. And Samuel's shown that he can handle it and, and, and run with it. And certainly Samuel's, I don't think Samuel's a 55-game-a-year goaltender, probably not even a 50-game-a-year goaltender. But he's tracked in the right direction. And I think for the Montreal Canadiens, as they draft goaltenders and try to find a way to keep the development of their young goaltenders moving forward, I think this is a, a, a real nice signing for the Montreal and. And really good for Samuel Montable. He's young enough. This is a three-year deal. He'll come out of this if he's established his game at, at, at this level and keeps pushing it higher. He's going to have a he's going to have a real good crack at things as an unrestricted free agent in a few years' time. Craig Button joins us. Craig, the Washington Capitals, man, I give them the utmost credit. Like Charlie Lingard's playing great, and I give Kevin Woodley a shout out because uh, two summers ago he said uh, Charlie Lingard is the guy that he really liked. He said, "Wait till that guy gets some playing time." He liked everything about him, and now he's he's kind of running with it. But do you think it's sustainable? No, no. First, but, but, but there's a couple of things that aren't sustainable. Okay, like I don't think that. The power play, as bad as it's been, is sustainable. I think that'll change. I think that'll improve. So that's not sustainable. A, a poor power play isn't sustainable. But, I mean, they got clobbered the other night in L.A. They, they, they got clobbered. If it's not for Charlie Lindgren, you, you're losing that game by seven goals. So, you know, if that's how you think you're going to win games, you're, you're, you're sadly mistaken. And I, I think the Washington Capitals have shown uh, a real competitive spirit. I, I, I think with a, a new coaching staff under Spencer Carberry, and, you know, they, they've been competitive. But I, I don't think they're good enough. I don't think they're good enough. And I, I, I think that, you know, they, they get some good goaltending performances. They, they, they get a, a Tommy Wilson hat trick uh, to win a game. I just think that their team is, is one that's on, on, the, on the slide back. And they missed the playoffs last year. I, I don't see how they're going to make the playoffs this year. I, I, I just don't. You got Carolina. New Jersey's going to start humming. Rangers are humming already. And, you know, I, I just don't see an, an, an area. Now, I mean, maybe, maybe they can slip into a wild card, but I, I don't see them as better than 
uh, than the Pittsburgh Penguins or, or even the New York Islanders. The Ottawa Senators had high expectations. Uh, they find themselves in 28th place today, Craig. Uh, do you think they're going to be patient and say, well, you know what? We could fire DJ Smith, but maybe it won't matter enough. And then we just end up uh, finishing 19th. Do you, if the season's gone awry, do you think they consider, or is there still enough time that they should make a change? Because uh, I know the players are responsible too, don't get me wrong, but he's been there for five years and there really hasn't been a lot of progress being made. Well, you know, agreed, agreed, and um, you know, I'll get a, I'll get a couple, I'll get a couple more points there. And and Jason and Wanye, I'm going to ask you the question. What happened to the last two teams that were in the 28th, 29th, 30th spot? The coach was gone. <laughs> it's a coach's job to get the team to play to its capabilities. I don't think this team is playing anywhere near its capabilities. Nowhere near its capabilities. And five years, six years, we can talk about players not performing. And I think they've made some some improvements in the defensive area. But when it but when a team but when a when a team when a team has high expectations, and, and I think the expectations should be high in, in, in Ottawa. And Michael Anlauer and Steve Stales are not interested in, you know, just keeping their head above water and, you know, waiting for next year. Nor should they be, in my view. I think, I think the Ottawa Senators and the Buffalo Sabres have some real significant and serious decisions to make here on their coaching in the next, few, next period of time. Craig, uh, one last one for you. Uh, a team that's that's close, at least to the playoff hunt, but I don't think they're that close. If they didn't have a league goaltending, I don't think they'd be close at all. The New York Islanders, uh, at what point do you think there's got to be a philosophical change there? And I don't know if it can change until they get rid of their general manager, because I think he's proven that, you know what, it, and hey, he's had a boatload of success. But that's been a long time ago, Craig. Like, I don't care whether you, how many championships you won 15, 20 years ago. It's, it's like the guy that sits at the bar and tells you, well, you know what? Uh, he's, he's 80 pounds overweight, but he used to be in great shape when he was 20. What the hell does that mean? It means nothing. So um, I look at, at the Islanders, and I'm kind of like, they're just spinning their ties going nowhere. And I wonder if ownership's ever going to have a, a higher bar of expectations. Well, let me ask you this question. So we talk about uh, we're you know until until if they make a change on the manager's office. What about all the long-term contracts they have? <laughs> well, they, all they have is a ton of long-term contracts. So like, so what's going to give? What's going to give first? That's the that to me is is where a real challenge is. And and I think as you and I think as you uh, as you move along that path. You know, you, you got to keep in reality. Now, I, I, I think they're well coached. I think they play hard. I think they're really good defensively. And, but I, I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think they have any chance to go anywhere. And so now you have to do an evaluation. But here, here's the tough part: the evaluation under the current regime was one that we're going to sign these guys long term. So you're going nowhere with long term contracts. Now what? Now what do you do? Because if you change management, what what does the new manager do? The new manager is going. And I'm not suggesting that 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 shouldn't be a move they make to try to move forward, but it could be a long, dark period of time for the New York Islanders. How old is Lou Lamarillo? If you're guessing, Gregor, I think he's 80. What was that? I was say, guessing how old is Lou Lamarillo? I was playing the game here. He's 81. 
Ah, like, <laughs> oof. But yeah, you're right. All the long, like, if they didn't have that goaltender, Craig, I think honestly, there's a case of having an elite goalie that's hurting you because it's ma- it's falsifying your belief in what your team is. He keeps them in games that most goalies wouldn't keep their team in games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but people tell you goaltending is important. Eh? Oh, I just like either you're serious about winning and serious about trying to put your team in a spot to compete uh, at the highest levels. Or, or you're just fiddling with the dials. Listen, I think in professional sports, in, in, in hockey, baseball, uh, basketball, and, and football, I, I believe that 60% of the franchises are just fiddling with the dials. People are happy to have a job. People won't make the bold decisions. You know, oh, it's hard, everything that goes with it. And, and I, I'm going to keep throwing it. I'm going to keep throwing it out there for a long time. The second most successful team in the National Hockey League since 2017 has been the Vegas Golden Knights. Only the Tampa Bay Lightning, with three Stanley Cup appearances and two Stanley Cups, have been better. You know how many franchises should be embarrassed? Should be embarrassed by that? Yeah. 20 of them. Yeah. It's a fair point. And look at how many changes they've made, too, in that time, Craig. Right, there's no not afraid to wheel and deal in Vegas. I'll say to people, oh, they're not loyal. Well, what what is this loyalty crap? Wow, we got to be loyal. So you're loyal to losing is what you are. (laughs) You know, Doug Armstrong said it years ago. I remember him saying, "He goes, you want loyalty? Get a dog." (laughs) Sure, dogs are loyal. I love them. (laughs) Craig, have yourself a great weekend, my man. We will uh, chat with you next Friday. We will. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Wanye. Take care. That's uh, Craig Button from TSN. Brought to you by SpruceGroveSaints.ca. Uh, we'll come back 4.42. We're getting closer. I want to get to the goal by 5 o'clock. It'd be unreal. We don't need to, but I'd like to. It's Pause of Friday, so we have goals. We need two people at $200, four people at $100 to fill out our pyramid of giving. Is that you? Put in your name for $100. You get a tax receipt, right? Put your name in the donation you want. One or $200. We're helping the holiday hamper, and if we reach that, then we'll get $7,500 more from GS Construction, and that'll be fifteen grand. Awesome. So help us out on a pause of Friday. 833-401-1440. Here on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube. We appreciate it. Uh, Sam is in at uh, $100. And hey, our good buddy, uh, CFL official Rob Skaggs coming in at uh, $200. I like it. Number, uh, I think is, is Skag still number 46? Cause I, he's one of the few, he retired and then he retired prematurely. He wasn't that old yet, but he missed it too much. And then he, uh, he came back, which is, uh, which is great. So, um, that is, uh, that's awesome. So, uh, hey, we are down to one $200 donation and a few more $100 donations. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. I love it. Let's get to uh, five questions. I also love that. Brought to you by The Brick. We're saving you more is their guarantee. Did you know that you do any shopping now all the way until after Boxing Day? And if you you buy something in The Brick and then you find a lower price anywhere, even on a Boxing Day sale, they will match it. The Brick and (laughs) TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, with an entire weekend off of Oilers hockey, how will you be getting your sports fix, or are you just going to shut her down for the weekend? 
Like all good Oilers fans, Connor, I will be uh, in Ontario waiting in front of Connor McDavid's <laughs> space on the Canadian Walk of Fame in a tent. And then when he comes out, I'm going to yell, shoot and scare Cam McDavid. That's my plan. Who? Cam McDavid at his brother's sidewalk ceremony. I'm going to startle him. Oh. By being an Oilers fan who's been living on the sidewalk in a tent. Mm, all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, first of all, uh, my team that I coach has two games. And uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm joking about it because, of course, it's U11. But they play Saturday night at 6 and then Sunday morning at 9.15. It's a real tough back-to-back, these kids, eh? So I have a fun little speech about it, how, you know, what to get some protein, get to bed early. We'll have a hilarious part about it. But so, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. And... I, uh, well, the, uh, the nephew's playing on the Maple Leafs, so I'll be uh, checking that out uh, tomorrow night. And, uh, it's actually my, uh, son's birthday weekend. So I have a Sunday at the water park. Ooh. So that's my, uh, is the water park a sports fix? I think surviving the water slides. You definitely burn energy. You leave the water park, you are wiped. Oh God. Yeah. It's, you know what? I, I think I love about the water park is I get to feel like a kid again. Like, you know what? It's awesome going on the slides. It's great. Just so I, I, every time I go, I want to tell myself, like, I can still do it. That's the thing. And right? some of the slides at the water park are no joke. Dude, like honestly, I think Nessie's Revenge is the worst because you get, can get some good air on the second bump sometimes. <laughs> Not great. Did they replace Skyscreamer? No, no, no. Skyscreamer's there. They got the Cyclone too now. It does like cyclone. the loop. Right? You do a full circle in the purple. I thought that they like the slide itself for Skyscreamer was a different color or something. Well, there's like blue and yellow. They, they might have repl- they might have upgraded, but it's like this, the exact same one. There's one that's covered, right? So it's in the dark and then the other one's got an open. I did Skyscreamer once just to tick the box and say and I did. And you can't it. do it again? It's, well, I was 12 when I did it, but yeah. when I got to the end of it, I was in no hurry. My to son run did it. it last year. He's all fired up now. Well, he's a Gregor. You people are made of iron. Uh, well, no, all his buddies actually, he was the last one of his little group of friends to do it. When I was a child, we didn't have YouTube, so everything was startling. I didn't have all this. Well, dude, you didn't have YouTube. We didn't have a computer. What are you talking about when I was little? But you couldn't go down the skyscraper when you were little either. Well, there wasn't one. Well, that's my point. Uh, did go in the mind bender, though. They, that's gone. It's disappointing. I, don't, I wonder what they're going to replace there because that's a big opening. And, uh, if anybody know? Anybody out there know? What's the plan? Because they got to bring in a new roller coaster, don't they? Well, they're going to bring in a new roller coaster. I hope so. It's got to be the star of the show. In a yeah. Question number two. If or when will we see Jack Campbell back when wearing an Oilers uniform? Next weekend. I think you'll see Jack Campbell yeah, well, maybe not, either against New Jersey or Chicago. I thought it would have been a longer time than that. I'm worried he's going to come back and let a blooper in on the first one. He'll be back in the A for the remainder of his contract. Don't rush him back up. Leave him down there. Let him build back confidence. Don't hurry him back into the show. Question number three. We did have Ryan Holt on the voice of the Condors earlier on in the show. So outside of Campbell, and let's throw Raphael Lavoie in that category as well. Which current Condor intrigues you the most? This is a tough one. Because there's a few of these guys, like Greg McKegg. I always like it when he comes up, because I like to call him Greg the Egg McKegg, and that's a good laugh. Brad Malone's also an interesting player, too. I I guess the one, Xavier Borgo is the one who, actually, no, no, I'm going to say Max Weiner. And He's not going to play this year. He might not play next year. But I honestly believe Oiler fans, that of all the players right now in Bakersfield, who I think could have the most impactful NHL career... I think it's him. 
Question number four. The Shohei Otani talk continuing. The Jays in that category of a team that might land him. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We've seen the Dodgers, Cubs, Angels still in there. Where do you think he'll end up? Oh, man. I, the, the thing that I know people see the money and it's crazy that what he's being offered, but you're getting Shohei Otani because of all of the business that it will get for your organization overseas. That, that's really where all the – like you'll be making your money back, and that's why Toronto and like the Dodgers – I guess I would say that the Dodgers have gotten everybody lately. So I'd kind of like to see that it wasn't the Dodgers. Um, I'm going to say, like, the like the Angels, I can't see him staying there. Like, what? I guess maybe he circles back and is like, well, there's nobody better, so I like it here. And maybe he does that. Good for him. But I've got, the Cubbies actually wouldn't bother me either. I don't know. I kind of have a soft spot for the Cubbies. But, of course, like, going to Toronto would be unique because the Blue Jays – They've had some good pitchers, but when was the last time like they landed like one of the real big dogs? Like you know, you know they got uh, uh, Ryu a few years ago and paid him twenty mil. That's good, but no offense to him, he's not in the same category. Like this guy is considered the greatest free agent of all time, and and maybe it's the Canadian in me that's just like oh, it would be it would almost be like ninety two, ninety three again, where you take something from America that they love. So that's what I'm going to go with. Like when the Argos got the Rocket Ismail, they huh. went in and snatched him up from the NFL and said, he's one of ours. I'd love to see him play for Toronto. I'd love to see the national team of Canada get an international superstar like that. Love to see all the, the new people paying attention to Canadian baseball. It'd be a big, big signing in the history of Canadian sport. And then I wonder, Cons, let's say they get Shohei Otani. Does Joey Votto then sign a cheap deal to come back home, The arguably the greatest Canadian ball player ever? That'd be something. Think about that. Find a, a little role for him sure. here. Sure, yeah. That'd be a great way for him to wrap it all up. Final question for you guys today, Hypothetical Friday. So hypothetically, if you could make a sequel to any Christmas or holiday movie, which would you pick? Gregor, I'll go first. Yeah. Here, because the movie I'd like to talk about really does come from the heart. When I read this question earlier today, I immediately knew the answer. The best Christmas movie I've seen in the last five years, I'm not even kidding, was Lindsay Lohan's Falling for Christmas last year. And I was ready to laugh thinking that Lindsay was coming back for a Hallmark movie and it wasn't going to be very good, but it actually was good. And I would love to see a sequel following for Christmas too, because her and her love interest at the end, they left it as an open door. Wow. They fell in love during the holidays. Will it last forever? There's plenty of room in the shelf for Falling for Christmas too. Yeah, no, that's fair. 
I, I, the, the problem about my choice is I'm not sure how they would script it. But I just love the movie so much. It's one of my, it's like a classic movie at Christmas. And and the thing I like about it was because not all of it was all like, oh, everything's perfect, right? The the one guy didn't get the girl he really wanted. Um, love Actually. And uh, I would love to see a sequel of Love Actually. I love that movie. I think it's a fantastic Christmas movie. I legitimately thought you were talking about Elf. Well, I heard that there is a, a remake talked about. Oh, it. really? I uh, thought like Will Ferrell said he would never ever well, maybe, do it. Maybe not. Well, maybe, maybe not him. But yeah, I also. Do you know that Gladiator Two is coming out? They're filming it right now. They're not going to get Russell Crowe no, back in no, that corset, are no, they? No, 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 no. Russell Crowe. <laughs> remember, remember the uh, um, his nephew, the young kid. Yeah. Well, his nephew is now the main character. Is Russell Crowe in the movie? Is, not that I know. No, Den- Denzel's in it as a Denzel's like the slave trader guy. He's replacing, you know, the slave trader that had uh, uh, Russell Crowe. I don't even remember that character's name. Maximus. Remember the guy who brought him into the uh, the ring? Well, that's essentially who Denzel's going to be this time around. So, yeah, I just we just saw this the other day. I was pumped. I love Gladiator. So Gladiator 2 is coming out. But, yeah, I uh, I would agree with you on Elf. Elf would be like, I don't know how you do it. Just like Love Actually. I'm not sure you could do it. But I would like to see it. There's such great moments in time movies, especially Elf, right? I don't know that you can necessarily revisit it, but Hollywood seems determined to destroy every single franchise they've ever had. So who knows? Maybe Elf 3 will be out. Yeah. Uh, The easy one would be, of course, Charlie Brown Christmas. You could easily do another Charlie Brown Christmas, right? Because it's Charlie Brown. Like, those guys never age. That's the advantage, right? The technology would be a little bit better. Uh, Before the top of the hour... Let's get to the uh, Snow Valley Ski Report. This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your ski report for Friday, December 1st, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Tomorrow, the big day local skiers and boarders have been waiting for. First Edmonton Area Ski Club opening up this season will be Snow Valley opening up to the public. On Saturday, can expect other local slopes to follow suit shortly. Around the province, other non-mountain ski areas already open include Canyon Ski Hill down in Red Deer and Windsport in Calgary, which have been both up and running since last weekend. Mountain resorts still mostly operating just groomed runs with largely man-made snow. Areas with extensive snowmaking like Nakiska, Norquay, and Marmot Basin. Likely your best bets this weekend if you're looking for better conditions. Nakiska, two lifts with 34 runs open, including some gladed areas. Norquay will have the entire mountain open on limited terrain, including the North American chair. Marmot Basin, two chairs, six run open, including the small rail park. And down in Banff, Lake Louise with a 46-centimeter base, eight of 11 lifts operating, and Sunshine Village with a 43-centimeter base, six of their 12 lifts in operation. The ski-out not yet open for the season. Further south, Castle Mountain opens today, followed by Fernie on Saturday. Panorama, Kicking Horse, and Revelstoke all tentatively planning on opening the following weekend. These aren't the best of times for snow lovers, but there is still lots of fun to be had out on the slopes. You just have to look a little bit harder. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. Skiers rejoice. That you could be doing no hockey this weekend. Check it out at the Snow Valley. I love it. Let's get to the con man. Sports. Actually, yeah, yeah. Sports 1440. Update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. The snow will arrive. We don't know when. 
but they want you to know they got all your snow removal gear and accessories needed. EdmontonKubota.com.